Hello and welcome back to Healthy Habits. Today we are actually going to be talking a little bit more about thyroid nodules. But in this episode, I'm going to give you my personal two cents on the matter. So, as you guys know, I have done extensive research into a lot of different conditions and whatnot. So, I'm going to go ahead and add my two cents into things and review pretty much the script for all my other episodes. So, I hope that this is helpful to you guys in some way, but let's go ahead and just jump right into this. So, in the episode where I explain what thyroid nodules are, they're solid or fluid-filled lumps that form in your thyroid. So, with this being the case, this actually ends up resulting in uh, excess production of uh, thyroxine, and that is a thyroid hormone, and that if you are producing more thyroxine, wait, did I actually? Yep, I did. Okay. If you are producing more thyroxine, you likely are experiencing symptoms of, if not the actual condition, hyperthyroidism. So hyperthyroidism is where you have an overactive thyroid and you are producing more antibodies uh, than your body should be producing, and it's it basically attacks uh, organs and tissues and whatnot. So there's that, and then um, there's a little bit of speculation on how how much of these thyroid nodules are cancerous. I'm gonna go ahead and stick to around ten percent. That tends to be kind of the average with all these different, um, all these different, uh, sources about, you know what, we'll go ahead and extend it because I do know that there was one that said that about a quarter of thyroid nodules are cancerous. So, you know what, I'll go ahead and say 20% instead of 10. It really depends on what source you're going to. Um, the most reliable source, though, they mentioned that it's probably less than 5% of all thyroid nodules. Um, and then if left unattended, you could develop a goiter, which is an enlarged thyroid gland. I'll do an episode on that probably next, um, but for now... Um, there are a lot of different complications that you could end up experiencing with the thyroid nodules. And if you ask me, them the thyroid nodules being asymptomatic makes it to where you really need to try to get a grasp on like how well you're sleeping, how well you're able to ingest food, and how your body actually digests that food. These are going to be your biggest hints. And then also, uh, like I said, how you ingest food. If you are having trouble swallowing or breathing while you're eating, that's probably something to basically, uh, that's probably your body trying to tell you that you should get checked out. Um, 
And with that being the case, I'm going to go ahead and move on to the risks segment. So as for the, um, as for the risks, there's going to be the possibility that you have goiters or hyperthyroidism. Um, you could also end up having, um, you could also end up having hypothyroidism, which is an underactive thyroid. You could have multinodular, uh, multinodular goiter. You, you could experience, uh, Hashimoto's disease as well. That's the one I was trying to think of. So with that being the case, um, if you experience those, it probably isn't a thyroid cyst. Um, and it's probably not thyroid cancer, but when you can rule those out, that's when it should be a thing where you should feel safe being able to say, okay, it's not any of these things. I don't experience these symptoms or anything like that. And these are some of the most prominent. So I'm going to go ahead and make sure that this isn't cancerous because if it's cancerous, well, I don't think I need to explain that you should probably get that checked out. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then the inflammation of the thyroid and an iodine or iodine deficiency. Ah, that didn't feel good. Okay. Anyways, um, chronic inflammation, that is where the idea of trying to avoid inflammatory foods comes from. Um, if you're eating inflammatory foods, you're probably going to make your thyroid problem worse. So, be wary of that. I'll probably, actually, next segment I'll talk about what I feel like you would probably be able to do about some of these issues. But anyways, um, an iodine deficiency is where you pretty much just need to focus on your intake. And this is where... If you have hyperthyroidism, it's a really good idea to make sure that you have your uh, iodine, or iodine, I keep messing that up, iodine levels in check. Uh, obviously, there's going to be some sort of uh, thyroid condition that likely runs in your family or you had a pre-existing thyroid condition. I believe it's one in five people who have a thyroid condition have a family member with a thyroid condition. And I actually know somebody like that. So, um, there's that. And then if you have chronic inflammation of the thyroid or also known as thyroiditis, you might want to make sure that you're avoiding those foods that could cause more inflammation. And if you already are and it's still inflamed, that's where you really, really should see a doctor. So now as far as helping the thyroid issues, um, I'll go ahead and start with what I tend to do best and start with the nutrition. So for the iodine deficiency, when it comes to 
there are quite a few foods that you could get into your diet that can help you out. So the first of which is actually, <coughs> excuse me, the first of which is I'm going to start, well, okay, with iodine deficiency, you should probably try to make sure that you are getting more uh, dairy into your diet. There's a lot of dairy that you can be eating that actually provides iodine. So, um, milk is, milk is a good source. Um, I personally don't really think of milk when I think of iodine. But when I think of iodine in terms of dairy, I think of things like eggs, yogurt. Um, there are certain cheeses that you can eat that have iodine in it. Like uh, cottage cheese is an excellent source. I actually just discovered cottage cheese, so I had to talk about it. But um, it really is a good source for uh, iodine. Or iodine. God damn it. I gotta stop doing that. And then, uh, when it comes to fruits, I'm gonna be honest, I don't know of many fruits that will actually work for that. The only one that really comes to mind is, um, plums or prunes. Probably, prunes is probably the better bet, just because I know that, uh, prunes tend to give a little bit more nutrition than actual plums. So there's that. And then when it comes to meats, uh, you probably should look at more fish. And don't worry, don't worry. It's actually the cheaper fish. So you could choose uh, cod or tuna or even shrimp. And I know, I know, fish is not the cheapest, but hey, tuna is in there. Cod is in there. And honestly, some in my area, shrimp is pretty, pretty cheap, but I know that in other places like California, especially since I used to live there, it uh, can be really pricey. So just do what you can with what you got, and if you can't pull any of those off, or you have, like, some sort of, like, allergy or condition that makes it to where these are a little bit tricky to get around. You might want to try iodized uh, salt. Because when I think of iodine, that's what I think of. Like, immediately, I think of salt. Because the, the last job that I had, they actually had iodized salt. And I was like, what the hell is that? And then I did a little bit of research and found out iodine, or iodine, whatever. Anyways, and then, so that, I think that, for the most part, covers the nutrition. That should help quite a bit of you. Um, if you need any more help, please DM me, or either on here or on Instagram. I'll do my best to help out, um... But as far as, ooh, excuse me, ooh, excuse me, um, as far as other aids go, 
try to avoid high fat contents. Uh, that's actually why... That's actually some of what can cause inflammation. So for some people, they can handle it, and for others, their body really shouldn't be handling it anyways. Because it can lead to the progression of um, other conditions and symptoms and just not-so-good stuff. But, yeah, that's why you want to go with fish, because they have omega-3 fatty acids, which is actually the healthier fats to go with. So, um, what else is there? Oh, oh, and uh, if you have hypothyroidism, it might be a thing where you might want to try exercising a little bit more. Now, for those of you who have it really bad, exercise, like the actual thought of exercising just is painful. How I try to suggest exercising to those of you who do experience that level of, well, that level of demotivation, I guess. Um, try out yoga. Yoga is a great way to get yourself into the act of trying to focus on certain things. It can help you to lose weight. And on top of that, yoga tends to be like extremely simple. So for those of you who have a little more trouble getting into the idea of working out or exercising or, you know, anything of that nature, don't be alarmed. Yoga can actually help with a lot of that. So I think, I think I'll move on. So this episode was kind of wonky. I didn't have much aids for you guys just because I don't, I don't really know that much about thyroid stuff. Uh, that's kind of why I wanted to do the research on thyroid stuff. And I know somebody personally that has thyroid issues. And their fam a family member of theirs had thyroid issues as well. With that being the case, there... Oh, I just... Okay. Sorry, something just clicked. Anyway, um... But yeah, so that's why I wanted to learn and do research and whatnot. And I'm actually glad that I got to do this episode just because now I know about iodine. Now I got to do an episode on it, you know? But anyways, I hope that you guys benefit from this in some way. But most importantly, I hope that you guys are staying safe, happy, and healthy. Bye-bye!